four American tourists are kayaking towards an island in the middle of Lake Kahu. Hey, where are you taking us again? To an ancient burial site, dude. Please tell me again why we're rowing towards this island and not in the other direction? Didn't the local Maori say to stay away? Firstly, it's pronounced moldy, like moldy cheese. And if we're lucky, we might get to see some dead people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's such a good idea. Come on, man. Where's your sense of adventure? See, look, there's some kids kayaking near the island. And they're moldy. Now look, they don't look afraid, do they? Suddenly, the island appears to shake and roll, sending waves towards them. They almost lose their balance and just avoid toppling into the water. The kids they saw moments ago paddle past them at top speed. One of the kids goes through the center of the kayaks, forcing them to make evasive maneuvers. What the hell was that? That, my friend, was a moldy kid, probably spooked. Ha ha ha, not funny. The island smart guy. An earthquake, obviously. Yeah, I'm kind of spooked. That was a strange sound. Come on, guys. If you're going to run from every strange sound, y'all going to be running for the rest of your lives. OK, OK, let's let's go before I change my mind. They make it to a small, sandy area and pull their kayaks up onto the bank. They pause to have a look around. There are jagged rocks on both sides of them that seem to stretch right around to the far side of the island. There's a hill covered in dense native bush with a cave at the top. Hey, come on guys, last to the top is shouting T-bone steaks for supper. They all take off, bobbing and weaving through some dense bush. There's some huffing and puffing at the top and Olivia is the last to arrive. Medium rare, please, Garcon. With a red Jew on the side. <laughs> the boys fist bump. Olivia looks at the entrance to the cave as she catches her breath. There are a couple of weather-battered signs in front of the entrance to the cave. Private property and do not enter. Um, guys, that's not gonna be an issue, is it? Henry knocks off the rotted part of the board that says, do not, to leave it saying, enter. Ta-da! Ladies and gentlemen, we are now open for business. Party time! Alex is the cautious one of the group, and he's a little uneasy about the whole situation. They all pull their torches out of their backpacks and go into the cave. They're not far from the entrance, when they see it. A huge skeleton, easily seven foot tall, sitting up against the wall of the cave. It's in a peculiar position, upright in a fetal position, with its arms wrapped around its legs. The forehead is touching its knees, like it's bowing. Whoever this was must have been important, because the skeleton is clothed magnificently. There's a thick tipare around the forehead and three huia feathers poking out the back. 
A magnificent tikiponamu hangs from the neck and a conch shell is nestled between the chest and thigh bones. To finish the ensemble is a long kahutoi, a rain cape that hangs from the shoulders. The guys back home are gonna freak! Come on! Fancy dress? I don't think we should be touching this stuff. Anyone who leaves their stuff lying around deserves to have it taken. Henry takes the conch shell. Olivia takes the tipare and puts it on her head. Emma unties the ponamu and puts it around her neck. Henry offers the feathers to Alex, who refuses to take them. Here, put these in your hair. It'll make you look like a native moldy. <laughs> hey, stop it. That's really disrespectful. Hey, stop. It's really disrespectful. Come on. Don't be a wimp. This doesn't feel right. All right, calm down, sister. If you're not going to put these in your hair, you can at least hold on to them. Alex reluctantly takes the feathers and holds them behind his head. Henry lifts the arm of the skeleton and teases Alex with it before placing it around his own shoulder. He holds the conch shell up to his mouth, pretending to blow it. With his other hand, he prepares to take a selfie. Everybody say Canada sucks. Canada, Canada sucks. sucks. Wow, the reception here is fantastic. I'm uploading straight to Facebook now. Alex returns the feathers to the skeleton. He shakes his head at the others as they put the tipare, ponamu, and the conch into their backpacks. The four of them explore the rest of the cave. Henry finds a box a waka tu pāpaku, full of bones hidden amongst the rocks. The skull is sitting on top of the box, presumably too big to fit inside. Hey guys, the neck bone's connected to the jawbone. <laughs> Henry is holding the skull and moving the jaw up and down like a ventriloquist. Everyone but Alex laughs. I'm out of here. This cave is starting to creep me out. It's late when they get back to their accommodation. Olivia checks the Facebook post and reads out the comments. Like the guy in the middle, but who are the other creepy four? <laughs> nice pick, guys. Guy in the middle taking keto a little too seriously. <laughs> a bit tacky with the whole hand around the neck thing. What hand around the neck thing? She checks the photo and sees the skeleton has its hand around Emma's neck. Hey guys, check out the Facebook pic. They all look at their phones and giggle at some of the comments. <laughs> the picture, have a look at the picture. Freaky, did Emma move the skeleton's hand? It was on your shoulder, wasn't it? Well, obviously it wasn't. Where's Emma? She's in the bathroom. Sounds like she's blow drying her hair. Hey, Emma. Emma is blow drying her hair and can't hear Olivia yelling out to her. The lights suddenly go out. Damn, where's the light switch? Emma is looking in the bathroom mirror when the light comes back on. <gasps> Behind her stands a huge man in full Māori battle regalia. 
He is shaking from head to toe. His eyes rolled back into his head. The warrior is wearing a kahutoi around his shoulders and kahupapa around his forearms. His hands are bones and half of his face is missing with blood dripping down the exposed skull. Before Emma can let out a scream, the warrior grabs the blow dryer and wraps the cord tightly around Emma's neck. Emma begins to choke and grabs the cord with both hands trying to free herself. The warrior slowly hoists Emma into the air. Her legs are kicking furiously. The blow dryer detaches from the wall and she kicks the mirror which shatters into a million pieces. The others hear the glass break and rush towards the sound. Alex and Henry manage to break the door down and freeze when they see the warrior. Blood is streaming out of Emma's eyes, nose and ears. The warrior hurls Emma upwards, smashing her head into the ceiling before dropping her suddenly with the cord still around her neck. Her neck snaps and the warrior dissipates into thin air. Alex noticed something in the warrior's bony fingers before he disappeared. The tikiponamu. Emma! No! Olivia rushes to her friend, turning her body over. Oh my god, Emma! Oh my god! She's dead! She's dead! Oh no, 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 no. This isn't this is not happening, man. We have to call the ambulance. We have to call the police! No! No, we can't! Do you think that anyone's gonna believe us when we tell them that a demon from the 10th level of hell killed our friend? Dude, we have to call the police. And we will. Just just give me some time to figure this out. Figure what out? Our friend is dead. She's really dead, man. <laughs> Olivia is sobbing, holding and rocking Emma's body back and forth. Henry is pacing up and down. Alex is holding his phone and panicking. Alex looks at the picture of them in the cave with the skeleton, which has changed again. The picture? What, what the? Guys, guys, the, the picture. Look, look at the picture. Was it like that before? Where the hell's Emma's neck? And the neck pendant is gone too. Oh, oh no. Oh no, what? Oh no, no, no. What I'm gonna say is, is gonna sound crazy, but given the circumstances. What? That demon was holding the neck pendant, right? So? So the picture, no neck, neck pendant gone, strangled, get it? And that's not the worst part. Look at the picture again. Henry looks at the picture and sees that the skeleton's hand has moved again and is now hovering over Henry's mouth and on the conch. What in the... What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Henry hyperventilates and heads out onto the balcony. Henry! Henry! Give him some space. Oh, come on, help me. Let's get Emma off the floor and put her in the latch. Henry comes back inside and moves around frantically. He goes to his backpack and grabs the conch shell. 
He says nothing as he passes Olivia and Alex carrying Emma's body into the lounge. Henry heads back outside to the balcony and is about to hurl the conch when the balcony door slams shut behind him. He turns and tries the door handle. It's locked. When he turns back around, the warrior is right there in his face. The warrior's appearance has changed. Half of its upper body is missing, revealing the blood-covered bones and an exposed heart still pumping behind the visible ribcage. Henry can't move or scream as the demon closes in. He's paralyzed with fear. The warrior moves in so close that Henry's nose is inside the hole where the warrior's nose used to be. Henry is whimpering as the warrior places his hands on either side of his face and puts his lips on Henry's lips and blows. Henry's teeth and tongue explode out the back of his head, making a trumpet sound, albeit a bloody and watery one. Alex and Olivia are hammering at the balcony doors. They watch in terror as the warrior holds up what's left of Henry's face. The demon hurls Henry at the balcony doors, his body slowly sliding to the ground. The warrior picks up the conch and disappears again. The doors click open. Both in deep shock, Alex and Olivia move automatically, picking up Henry and carrying him to lie beside Emma. Oh gosh, I think I know what this is. Where's Henry's backpack? Over there! They open Henry's backpack to find the Wakatsu Pāpaku inside. Olivia, we both want to cry for our friends. But if we don't figure this out now, there won't be anyone left to cry, okay? Okay. So what do we do? Did you take anything? Olivia takes the teapot from her pocket. Alex looks at the photo to see that Henry's jaw, along with the conch, are missing. The skeleton's hand has moved again. This time, his two index fingers are around the teapot on Olivia's forehead. Hi, you good? What the hell's going on in there? Oh no, that's the neighbor. We have to take these things back to the island before it's too late. Come on. I don't have time to explain. We have to get back to that island. Alex and Olivia burst out of the front door and push past the neighbor who looks inside and sees the bodies and the blood. Hey, you kids! Somebody! Somebody! I'm going to call the cops! Alex and Olivia jump into the rental ute with the kayaks still on top and drive off at breakneck speed. A cop driving in the opposite direction spots them speeding. He stops and turns quickly to chase after them. Please be on the lookout for a young male and female fleeing a murder scene in the area, driving a silver double cab ute. I'm in pursuit of a speeding vehicle matching that description. Alex looks at his rearview mirror and sees the flashing lights. Damn! Are you okay? Olivia is too scared to say anything and just nods her head. They're almost at the boat ramp with the police still in hot pursuit. Alex looks up at the rearview mirror to check on the cops again when he sees the warrior. It's changed again. It now looks like most of the flesh on his body 
has been freshly ripped off its blood-drenched skeleton. The youth veers and swerves dangerously as Alex and Olivia are forced to fight the skeleton off while driving. Alex loses control and the youth veers off the road and towards a tree with a huge low branch. Get down! He ducks to avoid the oncoming collision. Olivia tries to duck as well, but the skeleton grabs Olivia's face. The skeleton holds its face up against hers as the ute plows into the branch. The momentum of the ute is enough that the roof of the truck is peeled back like a can of tuna. Olivia's already dead when the branch travels out the back of her macerated skull. The warrior turns what's left of Olivia's head towards Alex. The warrior moves Olivia's jaw up and down, just as Henry had back in the cave. It is you. The skeleton from the cave. The warrior holds up the teapotty, then disappears into thin air again. Alex finds the backpack with the wakatsu bābaku. He hurriedly drags a kayak into the lake, climbs in and sets off as quickly as he can. The cop chases after him. Hey, stop right there. Sorry, officer. There's no time. Alex races to the island. He climbs up into the cave, passing the two papaku, and scouts around for the bones from the box. He finds them by the rocks and puts them all back into the wakahuya and slams the lid shut. You happy now? You got all your stuff back now, you, you half-dead freak! Alex stumbles back outside to the entrance of the cave. He feels a vague sense of relief. He's made it. However, his mind is whirling with his friends, their brutal and sudden deaths, and horrific images of a bloodied, skeletal demon warrior. Off in the distance, Alex can see a large number of flashing lights back at the shoreline where his ute crashed. A boat with powerful searchlights is heading towards the island. He stumbles back down to the kayak, relieved that the horror is finally over. Alex grabs his phone from his backpack. He looks at the photo and sees that the top of Olivia's head is missing. The skeleton now has one hand in Alex's hair and the other hand on the huya feathers. What? No, this, this can't be right. This can't be right. Unless... He slowly opens the backpack and sees the huya feathers. Henry must have stashed the feathers in his backpack. Skeletal hands rise out of the water and up the front of the kayak. The warrior is now a complete skeleton, cloaked in the kahutoi and kahupapa. It clambers across the kayak to the shore. Alex watches, frozen. The skeleton grabs Alex by the hair and holds him off the ground and starts jerking him around like a ragdoll. The skeleton pulls and yanks at Alex's hair, ripping it out in handfuls. Clump by clump, the skeleton tears the hair from his scalp as Alex screams and thrashes in pain. Each handful of hair drips blood and Alex tries to fight back. It has no effect and he is beginning to lose consciousness with shock and trauma. 
Alex twitches and shakes as blood drips down his face. With a final snap, the skeleton breaks his neck. The warrior then grabs the huia feathers and marches back to his cave, stepping over Alex's phone, which is still open on the Facebook photo. The photo shows the two pāpaku and its hand back on Henry's shoulder, with all its taonga back on. The tīpare, the huia feathers, the tiki and the conch shell. The phone switches off. Paki kehua, he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te māngai pāho i tautoko. Paki kehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Aotearoa, with funding from te māngai pāho.